It's time to start this all-new, all-fresh episode of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And you're listening to episode number eight. Episode number eight. Brandon is not here. He is in San Diego. So uh, that pause there, (laughs) we were waiting for Brandon to jump in, and he did not. He's in San Diego, and here we are, Eric, talking about... Marvel Books. This is, as Eric said, the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, uh, and you can find us on the intranets at weirdsciencemarvelcomics.podbean.com. We're over at Twitter at WSMarvelComics, and right and here, Eric, right here, <laughs> you can go to iTunes and uh, any other podcast player that you haven't subscribed to us at Weird that Science Marvel pod Comics Podcast. I, I don't know what I was going to say. But yeah, you can go I and like if you to talk like swamp thing with the freaking yes. ellipses in between. That's not for this podcast, Eric. Uh, I don't know what you mean by swamp. Who is this swamp <laughs> thing I character man thing. you speak of? Uh, there you go, man thing. I don't know if he speaks that way, but he Neither does now, Eric. Yep. I would think he'd speak in a growly voice, or maybe like Oscar the Grouch is how I see him. Maybe grimace, even right? Grimace. I love trash. Do you know how grimace speaks? Because I don't remember how grimace Stupid. speaks at all. He's like, hey there, Ronald, what's going on? Is that Every how Grimace speaks? Every time he speaks, you just want to murder him. That's how yeah, that's how I, I would as well. And then obviously uh, he doesn't you speak like Barney. <laughs> Barney. I used to be able to speak like Barney. Hey, kids. I, I think that was a good Barney, right? Barney. Barney uh, Fife. Hey there, boys. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Barney Fife. But yeah, if you want to re- read, uh, read, if you want to review our podcast, go to iTunes at Why Weird Science. I'm having problems there. Right. Weird Science Marvel Comics. And you can rate and review, not read, rate and review our podcast. Let's, let's get into it so I don't fumble anymore. Oh my goodness. I'm Fumble Rooski. Eric, there you go. But fumble it is. Fumble But fumble it is. Do you, do you know the famous but fumble. No, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I will have to tell you about that later because we're going to start with Avengers number three. We're at number three, Eric, written by Jason Aaron, art by Ed McGinnis, Paco Medina, Juan Velasco, Mark Morales, Jay Lyston, David Coriel, and Corey Pettit. And as you can see, a lot of people on there. You have two pencilers in Paco Medina and Ed McGinnis, but you have a bunch of inkers. And uh, we'll get into that in a minute because the solicit says, Fate has once again brought together Earth's mightiest heroes to face their greatest challenge yet. But with Captain America now taken prisoner by Loki, what hope do these new Avengers have to defeat the final host of Dark Celestials? And what startling secrets are still left to be uncovered that will rewrite everything we know about the origin of the Marvel Universe? And with that, yeah, it's very exciting uh, there, Eric. Exciting stuff happening. It's, it's kind of exciting. The thing is, you know, we're th- issue number three where you know one i was all on board two i was still pretty good three now you know i need something a little bit more now besides for our like i can't even say twist ending but our you know cliffhanger ending there's not a lot going on in this no there is not it just leaves me wondering things like you know i'm I'm spending the issue wondering like when's she hulk gonna go back to looking like normal she hulk and not all like you know freaking gigantic version no she's angry I know she's angry. It's like, you know, I was trying to go back and look at some different things to figure out why she is like this. She had a problem where she was turning into Grey Hulk previously after Civil War II. I don't understand the big, you know, m- like over, like muscular 
green Hulk that we have here and why she's so like savage in this whole thing. I, well, I just want to know when, like, you know, are we going to have the time to talk about that after we have the Celestials? Or is it just because we need a Hulk and she's the only one we had it laying around? Well, I think that there's a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B, but also it seems as if the Celestial that talked to her, that, you know, is in her head still. She can hear, he, still yeah. hear it. And, yeah, and I think that that is kind of you know, ultra hulking her out as well, because I believe even Carol says to her, like, boy, you know, you look a little different since the last time I saw you there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, it's true. Like, Jen, when are you, uh, like, you going to get a hold of your powers? Yeah, She's yeah, like, when are we going to get a hold Marvel of this? seems upset. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, here she goes again. Why is it, why is it always yeah, something well, like this? Why can't you just control yourself? But with that, you, you start off, and it is Ghost Rider and her fighting, and uh, fighting the together uh, now together yeah fighting the uh, bugs, bugs that are coming up and it, it's funny with that because even Gose he knows the rules uh, you know we fought a little now we're fighting a common enemy now we're <laughs> friends right That's this is how, how it works this work. is how comic teams work and you know She-Hulk is a little bit overtaken by all this and basically he's like go to hell and goes in because she keeps hearing what the Celestial told her and and I like Robbie Ray's here where he's like, well, she's either, you know, kind of throwing shade at me or that's an invitation. But either way, I'm sure I'm going to get punched. So there we go. And, and it is funny. I really wish we could have seen this full panel because, you know, the, the whole like face like uh, up close of Robbie Ray's like the yes. smaller panel is in between. Just the idea where he takes the Hell Charger and drives it yeah. down the circular hole. And it like, looks, you know, it goes such down like a cool rifle. moment, right? It looks awesome. And you don't get to see all of it. No, that should be a spread page. Yeah, that should be at least a, a page. Maybe not a full page spread, but that should be a page. And that's a problem that I have. The art, it's not that the art per panel isn't good. It is. I like the art. I great. like the character models a lot. But the problem is, a lot of times that dominates the panel. You just get the character. I mean, it even goes with when you go to Doctor Strange and Black Panther fighting these bugs, at one point they're just fighting them off. And it's, you know, it's the page where you get to them and you don't get the scope of the battle because it's so close up to those characters. And even at a point where Doctor Strange is like, hey, uh, I'm going to get out of here. Like, I'm going to go uh, topside. And Black Panther, that's fine. I'll take care of everything here because, you know, I I'm better than you and I can exactly. last hours. I'll be able to like, hold out uh, for a couple of hours. Yeah, that's such a great dig at Doctor yeah. Strange there. And with that, Doctor Strange is like, okay, I'm going to go. And as he's going to go, you only barely see that it is she-Hulk and Robbie Reyes coming there. You right. barely see the rrrm behind. And he's like, huh, I take it back, definitely not leaving you. And I was like, I, I really don't know what's going on. There's a lot of times where you end up finding out what's going on a panel after when you should. Like when well, you, you, you don't you, get the reaction. You say that because you started out talking about how you get mostly the character like faces and whatnot. No. When we first start out seeing the majority of the Avengers with Captain Marvel, Thor, yeah. and Iron Man under Loki's thrall, yeah. you just have this green energy yeah. Yeah, like, I, oh, Loki's somebody. Next time you see the Avengers like that, now their green seems like they're frozen. Yes. I don't. They say it's New York. Yeah, I and that's where that that's it. the problem I have there. It, they say New York, and in this, you will go from New York. You will have Loki, the Dark Celestials, and Captain America go to the Sun, and then you'll get the other Avengers back in I'm New York. And not once do I see. 
where they are. Like, I know there's a placard there. I know there is yeah. a designation. New York, <laughs> the sun. Just because you say yeah. it doesn't mean I yeah. believe no. it. No, and that's where you need something more than this to give me well, – I, I need to be able to grab where I am and, and have solid ground to move forward with it. And That's it didn't one of the have, biggest problems of the series so far because you, Brandon, and I were struggling even late. We don't – I like the art as is. I don't think it's yeah. telling the perfect story because you, Brent, and I last episode – or not last – the last time we talked about Avengers, yeah. we were struggling to figure out what's going on. And like by the end of that episode, I couldn't tell you that Captain America was with the Celestials and freaking Loki had the rest of them. They all seemed to be together at to one point, but here Cap is singled out from what we going on. There are so many different bits of color that go with a different yeah. energy. You know, we're dealing with purple, that issue. Yeah, that issue. yeah. Now it's all green energy. And we have Loki. some purple. We have some red. It's all over the place. It really is. But the green, yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell what's going no. on, right? And, and at that point, it seems as if, in my mind, they go. They end up in New York, which, you know, you're telling me that. I'll go with sure. it because it says. And then the green energy that surrounds him appears to be Loki's. That would be Loki's yeah. energy. That's kind of freezing like him, holding him. But the thing before. is, it's when he says he's going to take Carol's yeah. uh, grenades and they start going out of her hand and it looks like that's his energy. But yeah. even then, she's like, no, no, no. Well, then you have Captain America in this ball of red energy coming out of the one celestial. And then he's like, no, no, I have a better idea. And it even, even when you first see him before that, it doesn't even look like he's holding his shield. The shield appears to be out of his hand, kind of suspended. Then he's like, I got a better idea. I guess he karate chops the shield. But is that a force field that's going around? Because it seems to go through uh, the for, force field. For some field. reason in my mind, he, he reaches out, grabs the shield, throws a cap style. It goes out of the force shield that's keeping but, it. But yeah, there's it's so, so weird there. Yes. That I can't figure out. And even later on, when Cap is in the sun and decides he can throw his shield there and Loki backhands it away, it's then gone until Loki yeah. has it in his hand the next time you and, see him. And with you, that, with, yeah. you don't know what's going on in this and issue. Even, even with that, you have the shield hit these grenades, which then connects which to. teleports you to the sun, yeah. It, but it connects to the shield and then teleports them. But even then, when that's going, it looks like Loki has actually changed maybe positions. You can't really tell, but he goes. Has purple energy like we yeah. had last issue. And it, and it tells teleports everybody but the other Avengers. I mean, I don't even get the... There is another thing that we need a bigger panel to see this blast area, see who is contained, who's going. Because I, I understand at that point... Cap is still in this force shield of the one celestial. Loki's kind of floating around there and, yeah. you, you know, and then they just feet? disappear. And yeah, it seems like they're on the ground, but I don't know the blast area of these. So it, it's kind of confusing and they just disappear. You and the only reason I, I know they to... disappear is because Tony's like, Cap, oh my God, they're gone. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> they're gone. You, All right. Up until this point we're talking, I think I could have convinced myself that Loki had said like a magical hologram of himself around where they were away yeah. from where they were at the Celestials for where this is because yeah. it is such a weird idea of where everybody oh, is you yeah. know like the idea because we also have the Celestials which are you know gargantuan freaking beings so you know, like the whole height range of where they are compared yeah. to normal human beings as well it's ridiculous I'm just, yeah. I like the art a lot when you get to see the characters it's oh, backgrounds yeah. the are char- rough. yes the ca- and, and I said everything 
is too close that yeah. you don't get. And even when it's not confusing, you're not getting the cool factor of the scope of what's going yeah. on. Like I said, because then we go to the center of the earth and you have Doctor Strange and, and Black Panther. I'm saying that that first deal, the center of the earth, it says, and there's Doctor Strange. He's fighting off these bugs. His face looks great. I mean, it looks great, I but it. I don't just need to see his face. He is <laughs> They're in the middle of a fight. And yet you never get the scope of this fight. You see, as you go down in the progression of that page, you go down and you see some bugs kind of coming in from the corners. You, you have Dr. Strange saying like, yeah, I'll head up, you know, and that's where Black Panther throws, you know, shade at him. Like, hey, you know, I can manage for a few hours, whatever. Oh, By you myself. know, oh, you, you tough guy, you Black Panther, you. And, and then all I of a sudden love- he just says, I take it back. Definitely leaving. Definitely. And I'm like, wait, because he says I'll stay. Then he's going to leave. And I'm like, and then after that is where, well, like, what's that, that sound? That sound, the sound of the car coming down. I don't think they know what it is, but it's never really conveyed. I'm saying, you see the cocoon where the car comes crashing down. Yeah, but that's, that's even after that. I know, you know what like, I mean? For some reason, the sound is even scarier to uh, Doctor Strange yeah. than these Insecticons. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really, I, ne- I, I didn't get it at first. I didn't either. It really and, took and, me a bit. And with that, you do have the sound behind them. But again, it's so close. You just see it behind them. You see those bars. And and that seems to be, yeah. And it seems to be the She-Hulk making the sound. That that seems because she's doing that. She's the one making that er sound. And you have her and, you know. uh, Robbie Reyes. Robbie Reyes come in. And it makes me laugh because I, I don't, as both of us, don't know a lot about everything that's going on in Marvel and Robbie Reyes himself and the uh you know the the deal it's funny to me because just the idea i imagine he's in bed he gets up in the morning he's like i'm gonna go down or it's middle of the night he's like i really could use a snack jump in the car right down the stairs right there everywhere he goes it seems like he has to try it makes me laugh so much like all right we gotta go and he jumps in the car oh, what, what's all that right. i gotta get the mail like, you know, it's, like a, it's a king-sized bed that him and yeah. hell charger share it's together. hell charger in the bed and he's like oh i gotta get the mail i forgot oh i forgot all to right, put out your trash baby, go down and get some milk i'm kinda, telling you it makes me laugh kind of thirsty in the night yeah. Uh, there's no doubt that everywhere he goes, oh, what's that? I got to change the channel. He drives over to the. <laughs> he always spins out. Who needs a remote control? Down. I don't need a remote. I got the hell charger. And there he goes, but it makes me laugh. But yeah, they come down, so that's what they're all like. Hey, the thing you know. Is, too, you get Robbie Reyes and the She Hulk joining up with Black Panther and the and Doctor Stranger. They're not staying long anywhere. They're getting the heck out of there to go meet up with the rest of the yeah. Avengers. But this whole thing is. What I really get from this whole scene, besides the fact that it is the funny moment of the book, whether you know how these two characters, Doctor Strange and Black Panther, play off each other, it makes me want to see these characters like this in their own books. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. And actually, I really like that team up. It's really cool what little you get here. But yeah, yeah, we're going to go on to the Doctor Strange book. I don't even know we're playing with this T'Challa and for Daniel Black Panther. And even the Doctor Strange. This Doctor Strange actually seems funny. Uh, Might have a little bit of brains, too, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah. So you go then, and all of a sudden, you're in the sun. But 
you don't really get that concept, really, except it's told to you. And basically, Captain Captain America it's doesn't ours. know where he is, and he's there, and he's being saved, and you know, by by Loki, who has put a, a force shield around him, and they are in the sun. And Captain America decides he's a moron too, and decides. And I guess his whole deal is okay. He thinks that if he can knock Loki out, he is so they'll all die, on sacrificing yeah. himself. And, yeah, they'll they'll all die, maybe. But as we see, this into the sun does not even do anything no, the to the Dark Celestials. They, they don't around. care. It's they just don't Loki care. and Captain America. And Loki That's even it. says, and Loki's like, no, 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 they, you know, this is what's going to happen. This is what Earth needs. You know, there's going to be a cleansing. Uh, this whole it, humankind I, I, needs to be annihilated. I mean, that's the whole deal. And I Loki, don't know when it happened, though. I'm telling you, when we see the, all the Dark Celestials like this, the final host inside the sun, Right away, I was very confused because you see five of the Dark Celestials. Before yeah. we only had four, it is confirmed later on that one of these is that fallen uh, Celestial. Yeah, the from fallen back, one know, that, yeah, that Loki went and got himself that Loki uh, as has, well. You know, gotten and resurrected. And that was the whole thing. He does explain later the whole concept are these Celestials came and Odin and the, you know, the original Avengers there kind of knocked him out, went down when it was looking for help and, and kind of set all this emotion. Look, and, it's a gigantic monster, man. I know, what I know. Expect? That's what you're going to do. But even that is... It's set up that Loki, when they're talking, when Loki's there, basically, brother, you know, to, to, uh, Thor's telling Loki, yeah. like, you better not have done this. I- I'm going to kill you five times over. He's like, yeah, yeah, you always do, but whatever. But, you know, the bad guy's dad, you know, talk to your father. Hey, he never Odin. told you about this. Odin never told you about this. Uh, and it's odd that he didn't and kind of does that little, you know, dig into Thor. And that's what Thor's going to go off to do is going to go and, and he's going to take some firepower because as this goes on, and I guess yeah. that whole thing too, when he go when Thor goes to old Asgard with She Hulk to go talk to Odin about the whole thing, I guess that's where we're gonna get more of our story dealing with this fallen celestial because when yeah. Loki's talking about it, it's like, Oh yeah, he came to Earth, he was in distress, desperately in need of assistance, all this stuff. I was yeah. like yeah, he was insane and dying, and there was something wrong with him. I hope we discuss what that is and how he's better Yeah, now. and even that, when you had that, remember Odin was saying, and I don't know if it was in something you didn't read, that it was in the uh, the free comic book the- day, or when they were talking, when they did attack it, and they were basically Odin's like, you know what, this something was wrong with this thing. This thing yeah. was sick and all that, so we have I that. this might have been issue number one. Uh, and with that... Uh, you do have some issues coming up in this book that are going to go back to that BC Avengers Ooh, and kind of tell the that. stories through it. I do too. And actually, the cover is awesome because it's the Ghost Rider that is actually on the Woolly Mammoth that we love. And it's an <laughs> awesome Mastodon. cover. So, yeah, it's going to go back to that and possibly tell us the story actually by showing us, not by, you know, Odin just, hey, uh, back great. then I did this and that and the other thing. And whoa, that, that was now, crazy look, there. I haven't been looking at the future solicitors. So that's that sounds great. Yeah, so that will be pretty cool. Uh, in the meantime, the other Avengers, they're kind of gathered and try to figure out what's going on. There's a lot of shade being thrown. Uh, you know, Iron Man thinks that Alpha Flight should have been able to stop all this and all that. And then you get the little wink, wink, nudge, nudge when Iron Man basically says to Captain Marvel, you're going to put me in a coma again? I mean, really, <laughs> is this where we're going here? And she, you know that's not what happened. And, he, and then Thor just interrupts him. He's like, listen, th- this is nonsense. Let's not do this. We're Avengers. And they're like, Captain America, uh, Ca- I mean, no, uh, yeah, Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel and Iron Man. Just like, no, we're not. No, we're not Avengers yet. And Tony does say it a couple times. So when it does all come down to it, I think that Tony, at the end of all this, will 
proclaim them the Avengers, even though Captain America wants to yell it out. So, And with that, you're going to have everybody coming out from the center of the earth then. And I really, again, this is a bad bad butt scene, Eric. We don't curse here. Bad butt. Uh, because you have the Hell Charger coming up with everybody in it. And that looks so cool. They're running over things. They're driving up. You just don't get the scope of it. I, I and really for some don't reason, know it why. It bothers me that She-Hulk is in the trunk. Yeah, I don't know why. It She-Hulk's in the me. trunk, and uh, it's a bad butt scene. Eric is what I, think I like to say. It would have been even say. cooler if she was like holding on to the roof, because then you that would have cool. seen her. Just how about just sitting on uh, the hood, straddling <laughs> the engine there, just sitting there. And, well, somehow, uh, you know. Somehow she's like really inside the Hell Charger, all crammed up, and for some reason Doctor Strange is on her lap because that would there's nowhere be else to stay. That would be good, but she's in the trunk, and that's when they come out uh, to the Avengers. Now we're going to keep going back and forth between these deals, and now Captain America's at the North Pole because they've left the sun. They've gone to Earth to go and, and try to start this cleansing, and Captain America's there. And I just – the other thing here is just an odd sort of – Bit where I just wonder why Loki just doesn't send Steve off somewhere. You know what I mean? Why keep him there except for the fact that we have to follow them and see what's going on because he's just kind of there. He's chained up. Uh, they're just, you know, he's telling them the whole deal, trying to fill him in. And basically, like we said, it's the whole deal that Earth is sick, the Celestials were sick, all this stuff's going on that they have to go figure out that Loki wants to show Steve what's going on and what the big problem is. And then we go and we finally see that they are in New York here because you go and see yeah. the Avengers sans Steve and now we see like the oh, Brooklyn Bridge. It looks like there's a cityscape. You have Robbie Reyes on the, the background. He is not really – Kind of involved at this point. He's no, just hanging like, out. Even Iron Man is throwing shade, talking about like I don't yeah, know he this know. Ghost Rider. I don't know anything about him. So we're gonna break off into our own little teams, and we're gonna let him do his own thing. And that's what you have, Doctor Strange, and you know Black Panther talking about. They saw his like you know symbol, like like uh you know written in the cave in the wall of the center of the earth. Yeah, kind of thing with the rest yeah. of them talking about the Avengers beast. Like, yeah, no, like, yeah. he doesn't need to see that. And like, it, now he'll, he'll figure yeah. out his own path. You know, yeah. it's not for us to tell him what's going on. He is connected somehow, and he'll get there on his own. And it is, you know, all the Avengers then go off who are left on yep. their own little thing. Yep, they go off but, on separate deals. And even the, uh, even Iron Man, though, at that point, even's like, oh, this is how we're going to play it? The old, <laughs> you know, teams go in opposite directions? All right. But even before they, that, I do like where a, they – what's that? It, it's a weird thing, though, with Robbie Reyes after everybody leaves, though. It's like, you know, well, I have this a little bit out of my, you know, like, you know, my uh, my wheelhouse here with that, where everything's going on. But then he does this thing. He's like, all right, well, Hell Charger, time to take this chunk of Dark Celestial tech yeah, and make it some, like a, where yeah. is this whole, like, I'm telling you, he seems to just pick up a piece of metal and it's like, this dark celestial tech, I'm telling you, it just looks like a random piece of it metal. It does, but it's there, you see the hand behind him, so something yeah. has crashed there, so he's just picking up some random piece of scrap that's from that, I, I, I guess. It kind of looks like what that gigantic hand is holding, and it, Yeah, oh, it does look like that, maybe, so, but I, I like it, though, because he puts it up to the hell charger, like, yeah. the hell charger, I can, it's well, sniffing it. <laughs> Let's go get a hell charger. buggy all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he has a whip. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go here. Ghost Rider. There you go. Uh, even that before that, though, I do like where they have the whole uh, thing where they see uh, She-Hulk. They see right. Jen. And that's where Iron Man actually is pretty funny throughout this. Where just his comments and he's like, ah. Oh, 
yeah, we got a Raging Hulk here. All right, that, that's going to uh, help us get a handle on things. And that's when Captain Marvel says, oh, Jen, is that you? God, what's happened to you? I thought you'd pull yourself back together after. And, and this is the, you know, She-Hulk then says what my dates at all my junior high dances, said Eric, when I tried to talk, small talk, you? less talk, more punch. I had to go get them punched. That was what oh, they'd okay. say. And hopefully it was Spike so they could get through that date with me. I didn't go to dances, Eric. I was not very popular i i know that is hard for you to fathom you yeah me but yeah uh you know you have hell charger uh speed buggy he goes off after smelling <laughs> the dark celestial they're gonna go do their own thing well i even like the whole thing too it's like iron man's like wow well, we got a raging hulk that always makes things better yeah, at one point yeah. that thor crow the lightning takes him away it's like yeah they're like where'd hulk, hulk go just stole hulk. <laughs> like where'd hulk go <laughs> and you see basically it's funny too because as jen's there and like yeah, less talk, more punch. Thor's right there. It's like, you know what? I like the cut of your chip. Uh, come over, stand near me right here. We out of here. And goes because he's going to go and confront Odin. And obviously he wants a freaking Raging Hulk with him. Yeah, and they does. go off. Uh, and in the meantime, like you said, you have Black Panther still kind of teamed up in the background with Doctor Strange. They're talking, and up. yeah, and they, you know, the team split up to go figure out this stuff. Uh, in the meantime, you do have Thor and She Hulk go, and Odin sitting on his throne, and Thor's like, "You got some splaining to do. I want to know what's going on hello, here." Hello, Daddy. Yeah, hello, Daddy. You got some splaining to do, and then uh, it ends with. Loki and, you know, a very chained up Steve Rogers there at the, you know, North Pole underneath. And it's the progenitor that is there that is the root of the great infection and the reason why Earth must die. And, and I'm it sure. Seems that's the whole thing is, you know, behold the progenitor, the father of the Avengers, the yeah. father of you all talking about the, you know, the father of the great, you know, uh, infection and stuff like that. Meaning I, as far as I can like figure out. The infection is man on the earth, yeah. and now it almost is getting to like you know like that um, alien. I think it's Pro, uh, Prometheus. I know it's just yeah. Prometheus with the yeah. whole uh, engineers, the space jockeys yep. who created mankind, yeah. and all this stuff. With the, the celestial just seemed to have you know died in, into the ocean. Like you know he just went to the ocean, died where the North Pole then froze over, and the the, the celestial idea just was in the water, created man. Created I guess. man, possibly. Uh, the thing is, there are the progenitors. But this seems to be something different, and the progenitors were a deal that Al Ewing made uh, in his right. book. The royals that were kind of the link between the celestials and the Cree that were kind of an inhuman thing. To the humans, yeah. yeah, something like that. So I don't know. The the thing is, I think it's so just you're going. Me is we're getting really convoluted. No, no, I actually <laughs> think this is all I could see. It doesn't look like it's connected. Only by yeah. the name that's kind of like the first yeah. and the original exactly. uh, thing. And that's but, how I took it. And, and the weird thing I, I thought that it's weird because that whole story with the progenitors was just from like last year so it really? seems a little close but then again they're like listen nobody likes the inhumans so we don't have to care about this this is the progenitor eric and uh with that i actually talking about it liked it a little more than when i read it uh just talking to you because i i did i did have some fun talking about it it was one of those though i was left half confused with the progression and, and what's going on and in the overall deal here 
this is the most set up book that we've had. The the issue Something here of there. issue three because basically we get what this was was let's get them all together. You know, Steve's with Loki, but let's get the Avengers together so they can disperse in their separate ways. Now we're gonna you know probably pick up again. This was kind of like a middle section to kind of you know let's get this, let's explain some things, let's go. Uh, I do think that Loki with Steve is very much forced as a monologue to keep us going with the information. I, I know I you need that. that. I really hope for some reason that Captain America is this, you know, the, it's he's needed for yeah, some Yeah, you would think that you would want on. that. That's what I'm saying, because, because not if not, that, like, you know, yeah. You had the Celestial keeping him by himself, you know, before, away from the other Avengers. Yeah. And I just continued then when Loki grabs him. Yeah. Him. It, I really yeah. hope it's a well thought out. I hope so too. Unique Captain Marvel, and it, it's, uh, Captain America for something. Yeah. And it's just weird because it does seem like if it's not that, I can see where Loki is trying to kind of sell his case, like, "Hey, yeah. Steve, you know, Look, I, I, I happen to have you. Try to kill yes, and and this is watch. what's going to go because eventually you're going to go back. You're going to see my brother. You're going to see that Tony Stark, and you can tell them that was all. And they even go with the whole deal in this where we kind of glossed over it. But Loki's like, "Oh yeah, you know, you and your Nazis, and you fought them and all. But you know what? The it's Nazis baby, thought it actually evil. said." The Nazis thought they were right, and, you know, yeah. I think I'm right. So we'll see how time plays this out eventually and see who's right and who's wrong. But this is what's going on. And and the weird thing about it is that this whole cliffhanger, it's cool enough, uh, but yeah. it's not one of those like, oh, my God. Like well, if they okay. go down it, it there and cool it's – cool before when we had Celestials fall from the sky. It yeah. doesn't seem like we've gone very far from the end of issue number no. one. Uh, actually – it feels like we have and have it at the same time because now where we had that, we have no answer to that except for Dark Celestials yeah. and now the beginning of man. I'm like, okay. Well, and even that, even that, it's like the, the cliffhanger is, all right, oh, my God. Loki's like, I'm going to take you and show you the disease that has infected Earth. There it is, the progenitor. And I want Steve to be like, well, what's that? <laughs> I don't really know yeah, yet what that is. So it was just like. All right, let's go. I see. But, yeah, this isn't like all of a sudden you see it's, I don't even know, something that would be huge right now that we'd be like, oh, my God, this is crazy that it's yeah. that. It's just but For some this. reason, it doesn't mean much to me just no, because of that's the whole what idea I'm that we already – I'm telling you, this is new information to what we had before with the Fallen – who yeah. in my mind was the exact same thing that happened then, like you know, but now this is a different one that maybe predates that and is the actual yeah. cause of man that maybe gave us those, you know, uh, Avengers one million BC. Yeah, so, like yeah. the whole thing is like without that, it would just want to happen with that next fallen one for some reason. I'm telling yeah. you, it doesn't really mean much to me in the long run for this cliffhanger. No, and and also I hope that they just aren't ditching the the bugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, the- what's up with the I still don't know. I know. That's what I'm hoping that we get back to that. But uh, this probably was my least favorite of the Avengers so far. Uh, I would, I would give it. I'm, I'd actually give it a six. Again, I like the art panel for panel, but I don't like its progression and the scope it that it tell showed. Well because you, can, no. you can't follow where they are exactly. Yeah. And you're telling you, you start making stuff up from time to time. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, you end up finding out what's going on by dialogue a panel too late, and then you go yeah. back. Oh, 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 there you go. Uh, what would you give it? I was going to start out with a 6.5, but after talking to you more about and the whole panel progression and how the backgrounds don't really work for the, what they're trying to tell in the story-wise, 
And, and also because, you know, the cliffhanger didn't really wow me. I yeah. like the art overall, but I was going to give it a 6.5. I am down to a 6 out of 10 okay. for this issue, making it my least favorite uh, issue oh, of Avengers Oh, my so far. goodness. We are on the same page, Crazy. Eric Shea. There we go. A little ding sound. I don't use the soundboard a lot in this podcast. That ends now. Daddy. Oh, my uh, goodness. It's not time for that, Eric. I thought this was a fresh really? start. Daddy. <laughs> Uh, the next book is something that I think that will be our book of the of the week. Uh, Tony right. Stark, Iron Man number one, written by Dan Slott, art by Valerio Poopy. Eric, should I say we don't want to we don't want to curse? And as far as I know, his name is Shitty, and uh, so uh, that is not a curse. This is still yeah. for everyone. Valerio Poopy, Edgar Delgado, and Joe Caramanga. And it's funny too because when I opened this up, I looked and I said, you know what? That really is shitty art. I said that to everyone around me here. Oh, yes. Take flight with Dan Slott and Valerio Poopy. Shitty. From the cusp of tomorrow's dreams to the forefront of imagination, one man always – and this is the other thing about that name. I've said it to many people on many different podcasts. I've had his name said on news podcasts. There are people in the Get Fresh crew, Beep Boop, or maybe in the Fresh Start crew, Zoop, uh, that would maybe tell me different. But nobody has, Eric. So I have to go with what I know. I might change it to shite. We, I'm saying we gotta look <laughs> into this just a little bit more. <laughs> that art is shitey, I said. And now we're we're just going with some, that's some you shitey know, art right there. Yeah, right there. Yeah, that's a little uh, Scottish for you. From, from the cusp of tomorrow's dreams to the forefront of imagination, one man always soars on the cutting edge of adventure. You know his name, Eric. It's not Valerio Shitey. It's Tom uh, Tony Stark. Tom Stark. It's Iron Man. I'm having problems reading. And Iron Man is an idea. Always changing, always evolving. An idea without limit. Take wing with Dan Slott. Why do they keep wanting to take wing and and the forefront of tomorrow's dream? Take off, man. And Valerio Shitey. As they propel the ultimate self-made hero to new heights of inventiveness. Tony Stark is Iron Man. The future is now. Strap in, Eric. Strap in. There you go. And this, uh, I think to me, uh, Jess will tell me what. Have fun. I did have fun, Eric. I, I had fun with this. And I think nice that. Of, we I think that well, of all of these fresh start number ones, this is probably the best combination of fun and story to get people going. It is all there to get people excited to go forward. This, uh, The only thing in this whole issue, I think, is basically, hey, everybody, I'm jumping on. You know, you, you read my Spider-Man. Here I am on Iron Man. Dan Slott's saying this, not Valerio, uh, and saying, like, come on, we're going to have some fun. Let's have some fun here, and then we'll move forward and start telling a story uh, with that. Uh, because you get tons of different suits. I mean, really, there's oh, yeah. a checklist of stuff here that is, you know, made for people to be like, oh man, this is great. And this is really cool and stuff and like that. And not that, as far as I'm concerned, this, this issue was really written to get people on board who are fans yeah. of the movies. Yeah. Because this feels yeah. a lot like Iron it Man does. 1. It actually has aspects of a lot of different the Iron Man movies. Yeah. And it really just feels like a uh, Robert Downey Jr. kind of delivered dialogue from time yeah. to time here. And there are little hints of things that, you know, he throws in a little bit of backgrounds, a little bit of things, but they're just kind of throwaway fun lines. And, yeah, yeah. it does seem a lot like the movie, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. deal. And you start off with a flashback 25 years ago where they're at the Robot Soccer Championships. And you have uh, Tony there. He is competing with... 
uh, uh, Bang. Uh, Bang Robotics. Bang Robotics. And they have their thing set up, and basically you see that they're light years behind Tony and Tony. These are people who are adults at this point, and they're 20-somethings, and Tony is just a kid by himself with a controller just operating all these robots, soccer things. Decades beyond anything to anybody else, and obviously he wins. But for some reason, I'm telling you, this uh, this uh, Andy Bang, who becomes a side character in this, this issue, yeah. is like he's the main guy who's setting up all these robots for this, the robotic soccer. Yep. And when this kid comes over and like you know just really just kind of humiliates him, as far as I'm concerned, it really kind of seems like he's going to end up being the villain of the story for how bad this yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, I thought that that's looks, what was going to happen. He almost looks like a row, low rent Tony Stark though when yeah. it starts out. Yeah, when he's I think in his that 20s that's what he is. Like yeah. I think that's what it's going for. But yeah, I definitely thought. At the beginning, this was the setup to a future villain. Kid, because I'm, I'm telling you, and it also, I'm telling you, it starts out like a lot of like the Iron Man movies, where you know Tony Stark or something like you know there is some past wrong done. I don't know if it's like Iron Man three or something like that, where there's some past wrong that a younger Tony Stark has done, and now he has to reap the freaking problems of it yeah. later on in life. Yeah, and, and with that, it is the soccer thing, and you have Tony again, like years ahead, where these soccer uh, robots aren't just falling over or doing anything; they Y'all are legitimate, this? and that's it. Dan, 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 dan. They have that play. People are going nuts. You get the Pele bicycle kick that ends yeah. it. Uh, they are actually celebrating, Robots. doing air guitar. I mean, these robots are going nuts. And then you have basically his mom like, oh, you know, darling, please. No one likes a show off. And you're like, no, nobody likes a winner. And I'm like, I like a winner. And you I, see I, Andy Bang just looking oh, yeah. at him like, and he's you like, did. huh? You still get. Uh, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna make a lot of robots, and they're gonna kill you later. And instead, he kind of goes off and does yeah, things. Yeah, we jumped to twenty some years later. Yeah. Or something like he's that, kind of he a sad sack. He's a tired old man, it yeah. seems like now, who just tinkers in his garage. Yep, does his uh, thing in his garage, but has come up with an AI, IBS, which Tony says, you know, you think irritable Idea bowel syndrome. Yeah. But it, yeah, and he's like, you know what? And it, it's it's classic Tony there of what we know even, where he shows up, he gets out of the car, he's like, hey, you know, uh, Andy, Andy Bang, remember me? Tony Stark, you know, uh, I like what I you do. got here, but... You, you kind of got me when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, I still haven't recovered. <laughs> you, you stinker. But you have Tony's like, all right, you're not marketing this right. You don't name it right. You're not using it right, and whatever. I kind of want to, you know, do this. Uh, so I bought up everything that you own. You're, you're now mine. And by the way, I'm going to give you a job as well. Let's go off you in my flying like- car. It really seems like he only has his garage here, and I don't really understand how companies work on that. It's like, which is why I bought it from your investors, your yeah. whole company, actually. What company and what investors? Are well, here's the thing. Working out of his garage. It is an old man, but like, he's hole. in his garage. He's, he's working out of the car hole, Eric. Like, what are you? <laughs> the car hole. Uh, it does he's look a like. That's the guy with his garage. It, no, but it does look like at some point with what he's got, he would have needed some extra money and yeah. maybe did get some investors. That That's his downfall, Eric, because Tony just bought him up, and I bet you it didn't take much to buy it. I'm telling and, you, this and, whole thing, though, I like the idea of this Andy Ben. He's getting a second chance yeah. in life where he's going to be able to, you know, go over to Stark Unlimited and be a part of the robotics division and do everything that yeah. he's always wanted to do with like unlimited funding and everything like that. I like that whole concept of the story, but 
it's when I start thinking about the ideas that we didn't like. You know, Tony needs this idea-based structuring system, the IBS system that yeah. uh, Andy has created because he wants to have these robots that have no formal hierarchy yeah. be able to work together without a leader. But I'm like, this seems like something – I'm telling you, we have – like robots throughout the the Marvel universe, we even have Jocasta here, who is like you know the robot boss of this whole se- like you know yeah. a section of Stark Unlimited. It just seems like we're well beyond the idea of robots working together. Yeah, here. I get and it. It seems like it's so like like honestly, it feels like what Tony was doing with the robot soccer well, twenty years well, ago. Well, here's like, what he he started kind of doing that, but I think that maybe what they're getting at is the fact that when you do see those miniature nanite. You know, yeah, yeah. Iron Man later, uh, he has cool. an idea of maybe having a thousand of those at one point, and he hasn't gotten to the point where they can be coordinating and going like without a hierarchy. Because even we start out with, what do we have here? One, two, three. I think we have like three or four just like, you know, you know, Iron Man kind of drones. They just destroy each other, and like, all they have to do is wrap some freaking, you know, yeah, presents yeah, up and yeah. gift wrap and stuff like that. And they end up destroying each other because the IBS system's not working. I'm just like, I just, if for some reason, it just seems so small compared to what we already have going on in the Marvel Universe and what they have going on at Stark Unlimited. I don't yeah. like, it just, I don't want to know why they couldn't have thought bigger for some reason. The only thing that uh, he said that he, I guess that you can have those work, but you have to set up the hierarchy and you have to set up, you know, this one's in charge, this one goes from that, this one goes from that. And he wants to set up this thing that doesn't do that, that he doesn't have to, you know, set that out. Is that why we have to cost to say how much she's in charge because you have to have that hierarchy? I guess, yeah. I I, I think that basically – Just the idea of this IBS system – it just was not working in my what brain. What it does, it scares it me, it small. Eric, because if it, scare, <laughs> it scares me because they're going to start thinking and using tools. It, oh, it seems like we have robots that <laughs> think and use tools. Hey, I don't know, Why Eric. Not, do as, not as everyone, not a hive mind like Where's this. He wants that crazy stuff. Uh, hey, who knows? With that, you do have him come back. Now, I do think that they kind of jumped the gun a little on this one story, too, because it's a weird deal that you get Andy here. Yeah. And then you're already introduced to the idea that somebody is stealing, you know, Tony's oh, yeah. tech. Stark somebody's stealing. Like, you know, there's uh, information leaks that's going on, yeah. like, and they're, they're trying to like lock everything down so this would stop happening. And by the end of this whole thing, you know, we have this big problem that Iron Man has to do, and that just turned out to be an ultra. I have to, I want to say, Fin Fang Foom shows up. Yeah, Iron yeah. Man has to deal with it, but this was all an elaborate ruse in order to steal more information out yeah, of Stark. Yeah, it was. It was weird, though, because as you go, you have Andy there. He's kind of giving him the tour, you know, and he's he's giving him the fun tour. Like, hey, there's the anti-grab ping pong, and we got yeah. this. Oh, my God, there's an alert. Oh, what is it, a tornado? No, I think it's Fing Fang Foam. And he goes <laughs> off to fight him, ends up in a Transformer, uh, no, no, no. which that is a that's Zord, a Shogun okay? warrior, it looks like to me. That's what I, okay, it looks yeah, like. That'll work for me. I'm just saying it's a Zord from Power Rangers. Where it the looks what, I'm telling you, it, yeah. it looks like my big Shogun. Shogun warrior that I had, uh, but yeah, that that's there for the fun factor. So it's there fighting Fing Fang Foom. Yeah, and then ends up he ends up going and and with this you have Rhodey and all these where he's talking to him. He goes, "Hey, can I have the government's deal? Can I go attack this?" Yeah, you can go. And he goes off. He's fighting uh, throughout the whole deal. You still get that joke too of where is Tony actually and what is a hologram? He keeps doing that. But now he's in this big mecca. It kind of gets there where he ejects into his Iron Man suit, which then he gets a nanite bunch of things <laughs> that goes into Fing Fang Foom because he says this. 
this does not seem like this is very unfingy, unfammy, and I want to find out the foom. And he That's goes in too. Like I wish you would have had a different name than the Fin Fang Foom Buster. I know. For some reason, I thought I thought there would be a, like a much more clever name or something going on when we had this gigantic Zord, you know, Iron Man yeah. suit to go up against. But yeah, it is not Fin Fang Foom. He's not talking. He is just pretty yeah, much. Yeah, he's not point, acting like himself. It's, it's Ultraman fighting a monster or fucking yeah. you know, Jet Jaguar fighting Godzilla. Yeah, at this that's point. what it is. And he ends up going and then through, you know, working these the small Iron Man there, which he says, if I which get your so cool. AI, I'll be able to have a million of these guys and we can really go to town, but here I am going, I'm getting attacked by antibodies, all this, and he ends up going to find a control disc, and it's this is just a weird thing here because and the it brain does, inside of Fing yeah. Fang Foom controlling him, yeah. Yeah, and he ends up getting that out, and then Fing Fang Foom's like he comes to him. What am like, I doing? What, what transpires here? I you know, if I'm gonna attack you puny humans, I'm gonna do it on my dime. I'm out of here. And he leaves. Everybody's celebrating. Tony ends up, and it is a funny thing where he does end up in the bottom of the ocean there, like, huh? Help. Somebody help me. Uh, there they oh, get help. him. Yeah, and when they get him... I like the progression, too, because you see him there, you know, inside the mask, inside the heads-up display, where you just see system failure, failure, and then you just see his, you know, he's, like, bent backwards over a rock at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, Oh, he's there. Little help here. And really, that's where I look, and I go, that is some shitty art, Eric. And when you go, he's there, and... It's fun. He's hurt. He goes. But again, this is what I don't understand by the end because, you know, he ends up having a press conference. He's there. It's all pomp and circumstance. And it's very Iron Man deal where he's having this and they're like, hey, you know, we saw these new suits. What's this? Is this the new Iron Man? No, no. Uh, You know, and he's like, what's my name? And they're Tony Stark, Tony Stark. And he goes over to this little kid. Hey, buddy, what's, what's my name? name? Iron Man. And he's like, yes. And that's the Daddy? deal. Uh-oh. Iron Man. <laughs> he's like, no. Oh, no. What are those papers you have there? I am out of here. But no, he's like, yep, this is it. This is Iron Man. It's no longer a suit. It's not just me even. It's all of us. We're Iron Man. We are you know? Iron Man. Yeah, we're going to do that. So I want that. We are Iron Man. Everybody's clapping. And they kind of leave with Andy's like, you know, is this how this is going? Like, this is how things are going. It's nice to be on the winning team for once i've waited 25 years it's a nice end well then you have definitely not the end and you find out that the person who is in control of there was the controller and he was controlling fink fink foom and i get the idea like you said it was kind of a distraction but why because in the meantime he has bethany as his mole, the the head of security. You know what's that- so funny? For so- I did not read this last two pages. I thought the issue ended right there, and I didn't see it continued. I was going to say to you, like. At this point, for how much Bethany Cave is yeah. saying how you know she needs to lock everything down, I'm like, the only person that could be stealing these things is Bethany Cave. Yeah, and I actually think that maybe Tony knows, but it's a weird deal because now he even says, the controller right, says. So a lot of the ideas I had about, good, we got the controller. Yeah, all right. yeah. and Thank the God controller he, even says, it's just an odd thing. The controller even says, the, uh, the controller goes, yeah, you know, Tony found my control disc, so he knows it's me, but he doesn't know how. And also, he doesn't know who I'm really controlling. 
controlling. And I'm like, well, why did you send Thing Fang Foom there with this control disc if you already had been controlling the head of security doing this? And now is this a game he's playing? Is he just playing a game for Tony to find that? Because then even Bethany's like, oh, no. Oh, no. I imagine it's like small wonder when she's being controlled. Oh, no. They are going to find out. And he's like, no, no, no. The only way they're going to find out is if you get outsmarted by the only person who could out, and that's you. you know, yeah. it's, it's the perfect plan, isn't I, it? She will catch you yes. eventually. Uh, she will get you. Oh, no. But I just wonder why he would have sent Fing Fang Foom unless he wanted to reveal you know something. Because Fing Fang Foom is awesome, and who doesn't want to see that? That in is first true. Issue? Actually, he's like, you know what? Let's have some fun. Plus, I heard rumors that there's the Fing Fang Foom buster. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I want to see if this is true. I, I tell you, I actually had a lot of fun to seeing yeah. Iron Man, the Fin Fang Foom Buster, and also the Nanite Iron Man on yeah. inside Fin Oh, it's great. They're like, I'm telling you, even the one guy who's a superhero inside of the reporter talking about, is this what we expect to see? We yeah. see like medium, small, and big. I'm like, yeah. I liked all aspects. Like, I love different Iron Man armor. And I love yeah. the fact that we're playing with sizes. And even when Andy Bang at one point is like, did, uh, did Tony just shrink down in size yeah. and enter his uh, Bing Fang Foo's bloodstream? No, no, no. That's just a drone. I like it, too. I, it's I'm, Tony. I'm, it's Tony's I'm, like, you know, I'm no. Controlling it. Yeah, I'm me. okay. I'm up here, but I'm controlling <laughs> it. But with that also, you had a lot of uh, you had a lot of variant covers that had different armors for this as well. And the big thing was seeing these different suits and things. And I think that Dan Slott had to do at the end. He's like, I really want to make sure people realize what I'm doing here. So that guy, is that what we're going to get? A ton of different armors and uh, ah, well, we'll see. But yeah, yeah. I, I actually thought that was funny. Uh, but really, all of this, this is to me the most fresh start book that we've had. It, it, I, it, it I was fun. I'm telling you, it actually, it, it threw me off at first, but once I got past, like I think page ten, I was fully on board with everything that we're getting. Yep. For some reason, that beginning with Andy Bang really threw me off, and it really had like a. Made me just think that he was going to be a bad guy for some reason. Yeah, it just yeah. took me into a, a different mode from what I was saying, and it threw me off. But once I got past that, fully on board and had a great time reading it. Do you think that he discovers Bethany and then they kill him? Do you think he's going to die, Eric? Do you I think, think he's not long for, for this world? For how much of a sad sack he is for his whole life being torn away from him just to finally get what he wants now from the kid that took him away from him, yeah. I do think he's going to die. I do, because too. It's a mess I do, too. Uh, I think so, as well. Uh I also think that uh, you're going to have more things being corrupted and things like Andy that. Bang. And going, I barely knew he. Yeah, really. Oh, you bangy, you betcha, they say at the end there. She bangs. She bangs. <laughs> yeah, yes, she does. Uh, but, yeah, I love the art. No. I love the art. Uh, you also had Rhodey in there, so that is a, you know, hey, by yeah. the way, he's here as well again. So you Rhodey have all these. Nothing. Yeah, you have all these characters. He's dead for a while, Eric. So you have all this stuff going on. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I'm gonna give it. I'm actually gonna go up. I'm gonna be positive so on I. this podcast. I'm going to a five. I think you're gonna go up to an eight. I'm just gonna be a little more positive than you. And also, I think that that eight ended up for you because you didn't read that end with the controller. That <laughs> probably those last two pages put yeah. me over the top yeah. because I'm telling you, I was sitting there with my theories. <laughs> that yes. made everything clear for me. Yeah, so there you go. No theories needed. I don't want to rest there. on theories. I want yeah. answers. Yeah, and you, and you got them. You got answers indeed. But yeah, I give an 8.5 and you you say you can say your score out loud, Eric. 
I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I really like the art in this issue. It took a little bit to get going, but once it did, it just took me like right to where I wanted to be for a new Iron Man book. Gave me yeah. uh, armor, and it spelled out what the series is going to be like with the Stark Unlimited and stuff like that. I can't wait to read more. Yeah, uh, would Jess say this about that book? That is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. Would she think that that's inappropriate at any point? Would she say this? Have fun. Yeah, she would, and I'd say thank you, and I did. She does all the time. She does. (laughs) She does indeed. Now, when do you think we're actually going to see Fin Fang Foom in a Marvel movie? Oh, in a Marvel movie? I bet you it's got to be something that happens, right? Nah, like if they I, do like I, an Iron Man four, like one more Tony, like yeah. uh, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, he's got to show up, right? Yeah, he would, but I, I would think that what they do is kind of a goofy, like, like a, a beginning Strange. scene. I don't know, yeah, maybe, but I think it'd be like one of those beginning goofy scenes or like something. Like a cold open, yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden they're almost like Guardians 2 where, they, you know, you have yeah. Tony fighting. Even if it would be all the Avengers or something fighting Fing Fang Foom, I would see that happening. But we'll I would see. love to see a Fin Fang Foom in the movies. Yeah, that would be cool. Doctor Strange number two, Eric, we're going to finish up with, written by Mark Wade, art by Jesus Saez and Corey Pettit. In space, even the Ori host a whole goth can't hear you scream. What did he say to me? That's what it says. I don't make this stuff up. Stephen Strange, you want me to read that again? In space, even the Ori host of Hogoth can't hear you scream. I said it in a little better cadence there. That you would say, oh my goodness. And you wonder why you keep getting canceled. Yeah, oh my goodness. And you wonder why Jim's head hurts every time he gets involved with you. (laughs) Steve, I I actually tried. You had suggested watching the movie. And and I will fully spell out to everyone. I, I haven't seen the movie yet uh, i got a little uh, motion sickness from seeing it i am oh, really a baby. the whole mirror universe messed you up yeah i actually i was like watching it and i said i hope that it was a kick butt scene eric but it was not it made me All motion sudden, you were sick. having deja vu when you first yeah. got halo for xbox well yeah and really it went because it was dr strange eric i might have even had deja vu do i i think <laughs> steven <laughs> strange <are> <laughs> Stephen Strange is a little out of his element, traveling the galaxy, and it shows. Powerless, friendless, and far from home. Doctor Strange is just an Earthling, or an Earth Billy, Eric, who needs to convince a stranger that he's worth saving. Did you think of the Squid Billies when that was said in the issue? Because that's what I thought. I kept thinking of uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, where all the freaking mutant, like, like, they kept you sick calling you Billy bad. Yeah, you yeah, are you Billy. Uh, it was so ridiculous. Meanwhile, a hostile civilization discovers Earth's existence and a new adversary to his wanton, unpaid spellcasting. I'll, I'll go with that, Eric. You, you can convince me that maybe you get that. And with that, the first issue we had... Uh, obviously, Doctor Strange doesn't have his powers. Oh, okay. He ended up going to space because Tony said that would be the best way. He ended up sending him off to go, and unfortunately, he took a detour and crashed. Well, I can't access magic on Earth. I might as well try to see if I can access it in other planets in the universe. Yeah, yeah. and Tony was actually sending him to a planet that he knew of. Like, I think that that yeah. might be the planet. Unfortunately, he he took a left turn at Albuquerque and ended up There's in, a rogue in, in Grinda. Of course. Yeah, Grinda. Island with a 
freaking it sorcerer in a spaceship. Yeah, there you have Far it. Far so freaking sorcerer. Yeah, you have, you have Doctor Strange. He still doesn't have his powers, but with this, he's being experimented on. And the, the problem that I have, the first problem that I have with this issue is this overall narration. If you are listening to our DC Comics podcast, I am going to be doing a, a book this week that has the same type of narration. Bad. It's it's Mara, uh, Queen of Atlantis, and yeah. it's it's like that. But this this narration just slows everything down. And I'm telling you, it's very excessive for how much they use it. I'm telling yeah. you, Mara's was bad. I eventually got over it. For some reason, it doesn't bother me. I hope that happens with this. This is a lot more. And it yeah. really takes me out of the story for yeah, whatever reason. I'm telling you, I want Doctor Strange to talk and do stuff. Instead, I'm being told everything through yeah. this narration with just little panels, like doing like brief little glimpses of things. I'm like, and you're not even telling me the story now. I'm just getting caught up with what's been going on the last 72 yeah. days, and I don't even have Doctor Strange and, telling and me I'm about telling it. you, without the narration, I'm just looking, pretending I don't know the narration. I'm like, okay, he was captured. He's looking out a window. Oh, no, he's being experimented on, and it's hurting him. Okay, he's working on some runes. He wants to try to get back the deal. There you go. Uh, the art is well, already telling most of that story. I get most of it. Why this over-narration? It's just too much. It really is. Well, even the whole thing, I don't even know how the progression works. Like, I'm telling you, if the narration wasn't there, the art alone, like you said, I could follow the story fine. But I want to know where it goes from Doctor Strange, you know, polishing the boots of an alien overlord to being led down freaking a corridor to get experimented on and then throw him back in his own. Like, is this his daily routine? All right, you're going to go over there, polish. I'm telling you, why? First off, he better get a little extra yeah, money because I think he also has to polish that tail. That's nonsense. He's no, he's no tail shiner. Tail. And even with that, I'm looking, I'm like, buddy, you got a lot of hands there. You, you can't do, I guess, you know, that's like the rickshaw and there. For some reason <laughs> with it, the whole thing too, where, you know, we have Dr. Strange who doesn't have any powers, and he's just thinking about what made him special before that with this whole, you know, his hands when he was a surgeon. Yeah. And all I kept thinking is the rock eater from Never is these hands <laughs> were strong hands. They're strong and hands. Not being able to be worked anymore, I'm like, what am I doing? I want Doctor Strange, not to head sack in a cell. Who's I know. Doing nothing Shoe for shine. Get days. your shine box, Doctor Strange. What'd hey. <laughs> Get your shine box there. Uh, with that, it makes me it's laugh too. So because okay. if I'm there, I'm like just sitting there. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna call that alien handsy. Oh no, they all have a lot of hands. This oh, is gonna God, be very difficult. Handsy. This is gonna be very difficult. But with that, I actually wish that they would have had a little thing here where he messes up a little, and and that he ends up kicking, uh, you know, uh, Doctor Strange and like, yeah. oh, what, you can't even do the, the shoe shinings. And, and I thought that would have been good. Right. Because, I mean, you get the whole idea here that it is the, you know, the lowest of the low. Here was a doctor, then, uh, a, you know, Doctor Strange, and now yeah. all he is is a shoeshine boy. Uh, but with that, you do find out that all these experiments and all this stuff has led the, you know, this alien race the uh, from Grinda to realize that they should up their game because they haven't had space travel in a while, but they decide because of this that Earth would be a good target to go and take care of. It looks like they have been I'm able to figure you, out. I'm telling you, do you think that we're going to learn anything more about Grinda now that we move on? Because if the, I don't get any I, idea of what it is inside Doctor Strange that made them think all of a sudden, you know what? I know. Look at these people. We need some space travel. we got to go. <laughs> Who are these people? 
there's something inside this guy I like. But the thing is, they never talk about it. And, and well, like, I want to know what – like 72 days – these people of yeah. this world have changed their whole way of life to now where they're like gonna like building spaceships and are gonna go invade a planet just because of this one. Well, what you know, happened is this one freaking. They sl- said, you know sorcerer. what these people have? They have heart, Eric, and that's what he says. But really, you have narration there also where it's like I'm eating a nutrient paste, not really food. Reminds me of a certain sweet food that I silver once surfer. had. I'm like, really? Yeah, I, I don't need to know about the sweet fruit from the Silver Surfer here. And he's, he, you know, all that stuff. I was going to stop and look it up. Like, no, I don't care enough. I don't care either. I'm like, is it watermelon? What's a sweet fruit there? I don't know. <laughs> is that a gogurt? You got it. It's, it's certainly not a lemon. That ain't sweet. Uh, but then all of a sudden, the, uh, somebody gets thrown in the cell with him. He's trying to work out these runes. He's trying to figure out if he gets something here, maybe it'll jog his memory, cause something to happen. Uh, I don't know and why they're allowing him to do this. Uh, it seems like something. That, yeah. Uh, well, they throw this this girl in, Kana. this alien girl, Kana, and. It just happens that she's an arcaneologist. It it just is too much, too she, quick. She came to this planet looking for magic too. Really? Yeah, yeah really. Everybody comes to this non-magic planet oh, looking for you, magic because they you don't mean do to magic stuff. So. Looking for the eye of Beforest? Yeah, the one and, gem that can grant you any wish you want, and yep. I can get my powers back. And you that's found basically that it. Here? And and really, it's such a long progression of that. She's like, well, you know, I was here. I'm kind of an archaeologist. An archaeologist? No, no. Let me uh, twist and turn your translator here. Beep, boop, boop. An archaeologist. I'm like, <laughs> that should still be able to be heard. But uh, she's, he's there. What's that? Oh, I go and get trinkets and, you know, magical items and things like that. I, I want her, somebody to say, listen. Go off, go off to the Thor book. There's a lot of trinkets going around out there. He <laughs> lost a lot of things. Earth with all the yes, earth you just go into the the Earth Billy houseboat. You are going to have a treasure trove. But with that, she ends up not only drawing uh, the Eye of – how do you the pronounce eye, it? The Eye of Bosphorus. Yeah, the Eye of Bosphorus, which again grants you one wish – to be basically, as you're wishing this, you can wish anything. So it does treat you I like a, a god. god. And he, you know, this is Dr. Strange out. He's like, if, if we can get this, I'll just wish for my powers back. And yeah. I'm good. I'm good to go. This is going to be great. She calls him an Earth Billy. You know, you have that little joke. Over and as this again. is going on, she's grabbing stuff. She is what I'd like to call an alien MacGyver, Eric. She's making stuff out of everything that from his suit, his well, spacesuit. She's grabbing cool. stuff. I'm telling you, now that we have Dr. Strange talking, Talking to somebody, I like the book more. Like I, tell you, I say that I think I don't like this issue as much as the last. I don't even yeah. remember what I gave last issue, but this book's on thin ice for me. But I do like the fact that we have Doctor Strange with somebody he can talk to because it gets rid of a lot of the narration. Thankfully, yeah, yeah. But this this whole back and forth that they initially have because of this translator and whatnot, it doesn't even seem yeah. like they're talking to each no. other. They say things, and then the other person yeah. just say says things and they never really seem to be having a real conversation yeah. and it's it throws me so far I, agree. And I don't know if it's because at one point too when they are escaping like am i not understanding the universal translator properly where he has to cut the back of his yeah, he's cut, so, and, and really, her, so he can yell a different language than what yeah, he's looking at that's, that's what i'm saying that it, it's weird because it's he, weird because he's like you i want you to recalibrate this but it seems like only because he doesn't understand all the words. It well, really was odd. I don't know how it works. Is it just because you know he's around Jana right now, uh, Connor right now, so it's, he can yeah. speak whatever Connor speaks and hear that, 
or is it like you know once he's around the Grendi, uh the Gren, oh what is it, Grenda, Grendins, yeah, the Grendins. Uh, He's around them. What he's speaking. So does she have to tinker it so he could yell the Grendel language? Know. For I, yeah, I the, don't know. The, the, they're escaping. The prisoners. But that's the thing. That's what I don't understand. They're getting out of there anyway. Now at the point, maybe he doesn't realize exactly. Like he I might don't even. Know what's going on it's with weird this. too because she's making something that looks like an intergalactic tissue holder, and it's an he, intergalactic. It's a. It's a techno magical freaking firebomb. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a Molotov because she says it's a techno one. I wouldn't think that he would think it would work, but he does seem to think that. He's like, they're like, hey, we're going to escape. How? Like this, he says that she does this, and then he says, you know what? That cast a perfect door of Aknu with no talisman. She says, this is technomancy, and I am starting to get a little irritated. Uh, uh, some I, good magic we yeah, had there while, yeah, while I was going on. So, but basically, as they go... in front of anything, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, really. Techno comic reading is what I do. But they're they're now they're going to escape. You have a very you know uh, Death Star off to the Millennium Falcon where you have it there and it's being guarded, and then all of a sudden, what's that? And instead of the whole Ben fighting oh, yeah. Darth Vader, instead of, well, instead of Ben, we have, ben he, we have to get the Eye of Bespores instead. Yeah, yeah. And with that, they all the people run off, and they do get the Eye, and they give it the he gives it or she gives it to Doctor Strange. They get in her ship where she said earlier when uh, he's like, oh, you have a ship. And she's like, yeah, I didn't crash land here. I landed here. I actually was even, trying to find stuff. And even before they get on the ship, though, she goes and gets the eye. And, yeah, you know, she Dr. gets Strange the eye. Is trying to activate it. Yeah, he tries and he to. can't. Nope. And I was so afraid at that point. Like, she's like, oh, I tried that before. You think I haven't tried that? Obviously, the thing not working. And you thought that her, her thing actually worked and that was the no, problem? No, I thought they, it just didn't work for whatever reason. And then they chucked it because I didn't <laughs> see them taking it with them about when they were running to the ship. I, for some reason, I can see it now that I'm paging through. But at first, I didn't take notice. I'm like, did you just chuck that thing that was like the most powerful thing in the I universe? Actually, I actually thought that it was some crazy thing that she's like, oh, I tried it. It didn't work. And actually, she did. And that's what kind of led them. And that's what kind of led them to be teamed up, that she was trying to find out. I thought it was going to be some She hokey. wished for some for, kind of savior. Yes, and this is what I'm saying. I actually thought that that's what it was going to be, that they get on the, the ship and they go, and, hey, by the way, uh, my planet has some problems and I wish for a savior. Here you are. It's almost like Neo. She yeah. starts kissing. You're the, the, the one. Yeah, the gem told me that I'd fall in love with the savior. Ah. <laughs> He's like, whoa, whoa, baby, stop it. But they go off. You. Yes, yes, and they go off then. And this is where uh, Dr. Strange realizes, Stephen realizes that, oh, no, they are launching an attack. They're going to Earth, and I've got to stop them. We've got to it, stop I'm them. Going, it is such a round, like, you know. Uh, yeah, it, it gets me like, so angry what happens now. Oh, my God, they have spaceships. 72 yeah. days ago, they weren't even thinking about space. Yeah. It must be me. And they're going, home. <laughs> oh, no, they're off the <laughs> Earth. And so what happens is he ends up trying. He realizes why the eye didn't work. And the eye has to work under stress. You can't have it like just a calm guy. So to get the stress, which I would actually think. You're a big shot at I'm telling you, escaping, escaping a prison after torture and shoe shining, jumping in a ship, <laughs> being shot at, lifting off, and then seeing that a fleet is launching to destroy your homeland. <laughs> might be right stressful just slightly instead he, he it's it's not just stress 
you have to go full out point break adrenaline rush, and he just jumps you, out this of the space. Five million times point break. Yeah, it is. For some well, reason, it's Brody on the now, tsunami. Oh my Eric. god, I gotta open up this spaceship and then jump out above the atmosphere yeah. of this planet where I should yeah. die. Oh yeah, and then he does his wish. So you're like, all right, you know what? Uh, where's Brandon? Where is he, Eric? Because what's he doing? He's talking in space. I'm, I'm sitting there though. He does this, and I'm like, Brandon will be so happy. Second issue. This was just like, and I'm I'm thinking at this point that the whole ruse that that Mark Wade has been doing is let's play around that Doctor Strange doesn't have his powers because, like Brandon said, we've started so many different arcs yeah, yeah. and stories with this, and in the second issue. It's resolved, and we'll, we'll get on with our story. I, so, I'm and I'm so like, oh my god, god this right, is so we got great! The, gem. It's gonna, the eye's gonna be dope. Even when it's gonna be amazing, and you see where the gem works. Then you see the ruin around, you know, Doctor Strange and the planet uh, Grinda gets enveloped in this thing. And I'm thinking at this point, he is now using the magic yeah. that he wished for. I'm like, all right, let's go. He doesn't even need the spaceship. Let's zip around or whatever. He ends up falling then, and the spaceship in what would easily kill anybody if you weren't killed in space of just flying into the ship. And like, oh, what'd you do? Oh, I used my one wish so that there's a force field around Grinda, and then they can't leave. I'm like, They'll what? They'll never be able to leave the planet. I'm like, what are you, you talking bastard. about? Why? What is wrong with you? How do you not know how wishes work? I mean, really, this is like the worst wish I am that I've ever Steven. heard of. This is like I want to be – I don't even know. Like I want to be a millionaire and I get the wishing stone and I, I'm like, well, you got to start somewhere. I wish for a dollar. Well, I'm, I'm one step closer. No. I wish for a bank account. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I wish for a bank and suddenly I just have a bank on the side of a river. I, that's the monkey <laughs> paw, Eric. Bank. There's always uh, – and with that though, all he has done – is envelope a force field he's, around Grindel. That's it. He's still he still doesn't have his powers now. Of Stephen Strange not did, having powers. And he doesn't I'm even like, go back. could have been resolved right there and yeah. you blew it. I'm yeah. done with you. Why couldn't there be like she's there and he's like, oh, I wish. What? You stupid. You could have had your powers and done exactly that after you had your powers. And then you know what else could have done? Everything. Oh, my God. Goodness, and she's like, "Oh my God, you did that!" And you're just acting like my sidekick. And they're like, "Oh, you know, looks like it's off to space to find magic." I'm like, you had it. There, there you go. And with that, it seemed like the girl she may know. Like, why doesn't she jump out now? And then she could get the magic, and with her magic, give him the magic, and go down the line. Here, wish for a million wishes. That's what you always wish for. It's nonsense. Nonsense. I like when she says her name. Yeah, that sounds like a sneeze. I'll call you Ken. <laughs> All right, off we go. And yeah, they're going off now to find the magic that, that they had. You had one of the most God. powerful things in your hand that would make you into a god and could give you back your magic, and you didn't do it. And then you see elsewhere where uh, some sort of alien hands a guy uh, a little demon. Deal. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, demon. This has to be, in my mind, some kind of magical bureaucracy yeah, going it, on it, here. This seems to be who might have taken the magic away, That's obviously. And they're getting a report of, like, look, it's Stephen Strange again. Look what he did. Oh, my, this won't do. And you do. see the whole thing where he yeah. activates the eye and yeah. encompasses the planet. Like, this, this won't will not do, do it at all. all. And, and what he means is, I thought he was smarter. 
and actually goes to the right. steam and like, uh, you know, just go, no worries here. Steam, he, he's Dr. Dumb now. That's what we're going to call him, Dr. Stupid. Uh, it's just, it's crazy, but I like the art. I, I like the art oh, a lot. The only thing really good about yeah, this Yeah, it's just, it's, you know, you had a way to get this going with some magic, and you're prolonging this, I thought that, and, and never even anybody say, like, you didn't even have, you know, Stephen go back in the spaceship and go, y- you know what, why did I do that? Oh, man, I was, I was under such stress and things like that. There's no explanation of why he didn't do it, and then... You know, turn the, I don't know what he does, turn turn the spaceships into feathers, Eric. Turn them into Tweety Perks, I don't know. Do that. Turn turn the planet into an ice cream sundae, something like that. But instead, he envelopes and really probably killed the entire, you know, an entire planet now. I, I don't know what they do, but uh, I'd give this a, I was going to go positive with a six, but uh, there, the narration threw me off and just the... The overall pacing was not as exciting as the story could have been. No, and then by the all. end, you're just like, nothing really happened. At one point, like you said, you're just like, nothing happened at all. You get thrown in these amount of days and stuff like that. But after all, it, it was just a prison escape, a stupid move, and then let's fly off that. You haven't gone any further. You just got off this planet. So, yeah, I, I would give it a 5.5. 5. Uh, what would you give it? I was going to give it a 5.5, but talking to you, I am down to a 5.1, and that is oh all my goodness. because of Tony. Are you playing those rules here? Do, do we have to have the 5 rule here? You could go with a 5 here, I think. All right, we, then we, I'm going with a 5. That's what I thought you'd want to do. Five because I'm yes. telling you, I like the art a lot, but you start out with the narration that really just bogs the story down. You get going yeah. with uh, Kana there. But everything about this character is very forced, and then by the end, when you have this forced nature of everything you're doing, you think you're getting somewhere, it is all just thrown away for some ridiculous yeah. reason that does not make sense to anything else. And I'm just really kind of fed up with the story because it is going out of its way to be bad, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. I like the killing. You like the killing, don't you? I do. <laughs> do you have a, not on my watch. Not on my watch, Eric. That's the thing. Yeah, you can go five here. We haven't had enough of a frustration yet. To term that five anything else but a normal five. So but we'll no, go with the, that. the art's great. I just wish the yeah. story could be yeah. too because I want to love a Doctor Strange I book. Do it's just very hard. And, and it's one of those where I want to love it, but it's not my thing really. So you really have to kind of grab me but and you're is, already throwing out names and stuff like what that. What is that everything just, going to space now with this fresh start? I'm like Black Panther, Doctor Strange, we have Ghost Rider coming up with that six issue mini. I'm like, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, I don't know. It's all in the space. It's and we had you know Steve and Loki in the sun. Yeah, in the sun. Ah, uh, yes, that's it. Uh, my book of the week, obviously, is Tony Stark Iron Man number one. Mine as well. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed that. Next week, we're going to be talking about Black Panther number two. Speaking of space, Eric, Black Panther number two, hopefully, will be more on board with that, that after a second issue. Money, you know. Yeah, hopefully. Century number one. So we have that number I look one. To that. Yeah, a lot of people are looking forward to that. A lot of people I talked about are looking forward to it because just because they have just never different. read anything Century yeah. and they want to see what's all going I haven't uh, read anything. Century since uh, Brian Michael Bendis's New Avengers when that started. Yeah, and we have uh, Thor number two, and it does say uh, Venom number three, but I think that that was maybe um, no, I don't think that was delayed. So I'll no, just Black say Venom Panther number, number three. three yeah, that's right. So yeah, we have Venom number three. So that's really. 
you know, a couple weeks after Venom number two. So we'll see how oh, that we went. Had Thor and Venom last week. Yeah, yeah. So we have those coming, and we like those enough. We liked Venom yeah. or Thor I, and Venom. I, I, yeah. I, didn't care, I didn't really care for Thor all that much. No, but, but it was Venom. okay. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, none of these have been too. Thor's not my guy. Yeah, he's not. Uh, who is your guy here? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You have to wait for him. He, Where's that not, Fantastic Four? I, I'm, I what, I, I'm sitting there. I see that on the 16th of July, we'll be doing The Amazing Spider-Man number one. So there nice. you go, Eric. You'll be good. And on August 13th, Fantastic Four number one. And I can Boosh. say that, Eric, because we do not take weeks off. We do not do that. So I say that now. We'll have to take a week off. But uh, also coming up in the next couple of weeks will be me and Reggie doing the Journey into Mystery 83 from uh, for the Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. I have to get a, yep, it's the, four, uh, the first issue of Thor. Uh, we'll be talking about that as well. So that will be coming up uh, possibly next week, uh, maybe the week after. So we're going to have to figure that out. But, yeah, that is it. That was some fun times, Eric. We had some fun times tonight talking about these there books. And what do we say at the end? Well, that's all we got for this episode of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. Until next time, make mine fresh start. Oh!